Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. November the 2nd marked the UN-backed International Day to end impunity for crimes against journalists, as threats against journalists and media freedom escalate globally. Kurds and their allies have congregated at The Hague to demand a full independent investigation into Turkey's alleged use of prohibited chemical weapons in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. Putin has hinted that Russia may establish a gas distribution centre in Turkey to avoid working directly with Europe. Learn more in our daily review. The International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists on the 2nd of November marked a day of solidarity with journalists persecuted for exposing corruption or war crimes. In an apparent gesture of support for the International Journalists' Day, United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres tweeted, we must end a common culture of impunity and enable journalists to do their essential work. The UN's official tweets caused some indignation with social media followers who demanded that the UN lead by example. One reply called out the UN's silence on the Islamic Republic's persecution of journalists who report on the mass protests sweeping the country. What about Iranian journalist Niloufar Hamedi, who's now in regime prison being tortured and raped? only because she reported on Armini's death in regime Hayab police custody. Why is the UN silent? The follower said. Iranian authorities have been ruthlessly targeting journalists in Iran as a wave of anti-government protests triggered by the death of the 22-year-old Kurdish woman Gina Massa Armini continue across the country. Journalists Niloufar Hamedi and Alahai Mohammadi were charged with spying for the CIA after reporting on her death. In Turkey, Kurdish free press is routinely suppressed by the state. Nine journalists from Kurdish-focused Mesopotamia News and the all-women Jin News Agency, taken into custody on the 25th of October, have been jailed. 65 journalists are imprisoned in Turkey, according to the Media and Legal Studies Association. This year's International Day to End Impunity for Crimes Against Journalists marks the 10th anniversary of the implementation of the UN's Plan of Action on the safety of journalists and the issue of impunity, when the UN recognised press freedom as a cornerstone of a robust democracy.
The people of Kurdistan and their allies gathered to protest against the Organisation for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, or OPCW, in The Hague for remaining silent in the face of Turkey's alleged chemical attacks. Calls for an independent investigation into allegations that Turkey has routinely used chemical weapons against Kurdish fighters in the Kurdistan region of Iraq have so far gone unheeded. The OPCW says one of its 193 member states must demand an investigation before it can act. But Kurdish organisations in Europe, including the European Congress of Democratic People's Communities of Kurdistan, continue to condemn the reported chemical attacks and call for an independent investigation. The march called by the Congress began outside the Turkish embassy. People of Kurdistan and their friends attended from France, Belgium and Germany, as well as the Netherlands. Koshnav Atar, who lost two nieces in the fight and has been holding a vigil outside the OPCW for three months, took the lead, with a banner calling on the OPCW to investigate, while others held photographs of 17 guerrillas killed in the incidents. The protesters staged a dramatic mass sit-in in white hazmat suits as yellow smoke was released to make their point. Kurdistan National Congress co-chair Ahmed Karamas spoke at the rally saying, The Turkish state is attacking Kurds with prohibited weapons and the whole world remains silent in the face of these attacks. The silence of the international states gives Turkey still more courage and they increase their attacks. He went on to call for condemnation of Turkey for the use of chemical weapons and for a full OPCW investigation and for Turkey to be subject to a weapons boycott and to face the Court of Justice. Kurdistan People's Congress co-chair Remzi Kartel also spoke, expressing his dismay that no action had been taken despite mounting evidence. He asked, will you remain silent just because the Kurds do not have a state? Turkish pro-government media outlets are accusing Netflix's Taiwanese crime drama serial Shards of Her of making terrorist propaganda over the appearance of a book by Kurdish politician Selahattin Demirtas, reported Duvan News. A copy of the Chinese translation of Sehar or Dawn, a collection of literary stories written by the jailed former co-chair of the pro-Kurdish People's Democratic Party, or HDP, made several brief appearances in the Taiwanese crime serial. Pro-government Turkish media and a Turkish state media outlet targeted Netflix with accusations of making terrorist propaganda. Netflix has frequently come under fire from Turkey's ruling Justice and Development Party and pro-government press circles over its content deemed unacceptable by the Islamist-rooted ruling party. President Erdogan has called Netflix immoral and in 2021 the state censorship body fined the streaming service and ordered the removal of the Spanish film More the Merrier over sexual content. Demirtas's characteristic co-leadership of the HDP made him a major player in Turkish politics until his arrest in 2016. The former HDP co-chair has been jailed on numerous charges, including incitement to riot and cooperation with a terrorist organisation. Letters from Sinjar, a film framing the pain, hope, struggles and resistance of Yazidi women in Sinjar during ISIS's occupation of the city and after the liberation, will be screened on the 13th of November, reported Jin News Agency. 
The documentary includes six episodes, in each of which a letter is read, as directed by Dasim Zerovan. Safinaz Evdiko, the producer and member of the Rojava Film Commune, said that the film is to be screened in Kamishlo, a city in northern Syria, on the anniversary of the liberation of Sinjar. Sinjar has been liberated by Kurdish freedom fighters, and we've used it in some real scenes in our movie. These six letters are made up of lived stories and experiences, Evdiko said. We want the story of genocide and liberation not to be forgotten. The people of Sinjar have survived and resisted despite 74 genocides. And we want to show a short section of this resistance with our film, she said. The ISIS attacks against Yazidis in the Sinjar region of northern Iraq started on the 3rd of August 2014. ISIS overran the Yazidi land, forcing young women into sexual and domestic servitude for ISIS fighters, massacring thousands of people and displacing Yazidis in the area. ISIS was removed from the area on the 13th of November 2015. In 2016, an independent UN commission of inquiry recognised the massacres as genocide. Russian President Vladimir Putin said that Russia may establish a gas distribution centre in Turkey because of the great difficulties in working directly with Europe, reported Divan News. During a meeting in Kazakhstan on the 12th of October, Putin said that Russia would consider a gas storage and distribution centre in Turkey, with Russia's supplies to Europe disrupted by Ukraine-related sanctions and damage to key pipelines. Turkey has become the safest route for gas supply. It's become a much safer route than Europe. We can establish a large supply centre in Turkey, said Putin, during a meeting with his Azeri counterpart Ilham Aliyev and Armenian President Nikol Pashinyan in Sochi. As for choosing Turkey as a possible supply centre for Europe, I think it's obvious why we're doing this, why we're proposing it, because it's very difficult to work directly with European partners, added Putin. As a tactical measure, since the European countries are supporting Ukraine in the war, Russia will not send gas directly to Europe. From France to Sweden, thermostats have been lowered and Slovakia has urged people to limit showers to just two minutes, the New York Times reported. Fatih Birol, executive director of the International Energy Agency, spoke to Euronews, saying Europe was by far the largest market, the largest client for Russia, and Russia has lost this client forever. This year are a warning for humanity.